Welcome to Breaking Bread. Welcome to Fellowship in the Word. Um, welcome to a place where you will receive insights about God's Word that will stay you to action. I hope everyone listening, I hope you listening, I hope you are doing fine. Um, I will just go right into um, what I want to talk about today. I'm talking about order in the church. But first, um, I would like to say this to you listening that um, there is there is simplicity in the word of God. Hallelujah. God's word is a seed that can change the life of a man. Scripture says that as we behold him in his word, we are changed to the very image. The word of God um, is no longer is no longer a mystery. It has been made plain in the face of Christ Jesus. Do you understand? So the word of the things in the word of God are not far fetched. We can do the word of God. We can put it to practice, and we can see the results. Hallelujah. All right, so we're talking about order in the church, and we're talking about um, order in the church in our ministration and in our service. So um, I want you to understand that the church is God's idea, and God has a purpose for the church. There is a way God expects his church to function. There's a way he expects it to run. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, what is what is order all about? Um, I will just read um, to us a scripture from the book of Revelations. Please, you try as much as possible to follow me. Revelations chapter 2. So, this is... Um, the Apostle John having a revelation on the Isle of Patmos where he saw Jesus and he told him to write chapter 2 from verse 1 he says and unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write this thing saith he that hold the seven stars in his right hand talking about Jesus who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks I know your works I know your labor I know your patience I know how you cannot bear them that are evil. How you have tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and has found them liars. You have borne and you have patience, and for my name's sake you have labored and you've not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Hallelujah. So this is Jesus telling John to write letters to seven churches and what was he doing he was correcting some things he was restoring order to those particular churches now that is what that is what order is about restoring restoring the things the way it ought to be because God has a plan for things God has a plan for his church hallelujah so um the anchor scripture for this series because it's a series we're talking about order in church and we're going to be looking at um we're going to be considering some aspects 
and our anchor scripture is from first corinthians chapter 12 from verse 18 and he says but now has god set the members every one of them in the body as it has pleased him god set the members every one of them in the body as it has pleased them as we go on you understand what um, this scripture is actually saying but will give us um, a little light into it um, Paul in 1st Corinthians chapter 12 says that um, we are one body but members do you understand and I want you to know that each member has a role to play in contributing to the order of the church hallelujah and this means that there is a need for us to discern the body and to honor it that is the members of it because we are one body but members of it hallelujah i'll read something to us in ephesians chapter 4 that will also lay um, a groundwork for us it says um verse ephesians 4 verse 11 it says and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of christ till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ that we be hent- that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So there is verse 12 says there is an edifying of the body. Do we understand? Each part contributing to um, each part acting as a supplying joint. Hallelujah. So you are a supplying joint. I want you to say that to yourself. I am a supplying joint. I am a supplying joint. So there is a need to understand order in the body. There is a need to discern the body appropriately. And today we want to be looking at our ministration and service in the body. And um, a good example of this is Paul's letter to the Corinthians. His first letter to the Corinthians and um this particular letter he wrote was a correctional one and he wrote to correct their um excesses in their service that is um what happens when they meet in their fellowship per se and um it is needful for us to discern the body in this wise when it comes to ministration, our service, how um, how we do things, how we organize ourselves. Hallelujah. And I want I want us to I want to do um, a little commentary on First Corinthians twelve to fourteen because it is actually important for us to understand um spirituals hallelujah don't worry i would i would tie everything all up at the end it is important for us to understand spirituals because we can't um understand the ministration or service without understanding spirituals hallelujah 
first corinthians 12 from verse 1 are you with me now i read it says concerning spiritual gifts brethren i would not have you ignorant verse 2 says ye know that ye were gentiles carried away unto this dumb idols even as ye were led so now we see something here that um he is the word ignorant didn't actually mean that they did not know it was that they were misinformed and that says something because paul paul expects or shall i say paul or it is expected of us in scripture that um we have an inclination towards spiritual things do you understand i'm saying it now that it is expected of us to have an inclination towards spiritual things we carry the spirit of god in us therefore we are spiritual do we understand the word spiritual is the word pneumaticos it means of the spirit and we are born of the spirit so we are spiritual do you understand so we also have an inclination to spiritual things it is <laughs> do i say it's a must it's necessary that we have an inclination to spiritual things so when he says i would not have you ignorant it means that i don't want you to be misinformed why don't i want you to be misinformed is because he says in verse 2 you know that you were gentiles carried away by these dumb idols even as you were led so they had knowledge of spiritual things before but it was um pertaining to idols do we understand we move on verse 3 it says wherefore i give you to understand that no man speaking by the spirit of god calls jesus accursed and that no man can say that jesus is the lord but by the holy spirit it says now there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit talking about spirituals now there are diversities of gifts gifts but the same spirit there are di- there are differences of administrations but the same lord there are diversities of operations but it is the same god which worketh all in all hallelujah do we understand so he was talking about spirituals here talking about gifts administrations and operations those are spirituals says but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all i want you to take note of manifestation of the spirit and every man so he calls it the manifestation of the spirit what we call spirituals gifts administrations operations workings they are all manifestations of the spirit do you understand what i'm saying is if you have the spirit you have um you are a spiritual being do you understand you are spiritual per se you are spiritual and you have the manifestations of the spirit because you have the spirit do you understand you have the manifestation of the spirit 
because you have the spirit you don't have some manifestation of the spirit you don't have a part of the manifestation of the spirit because you have the spirit you have the manifestation of the spirit hallelujah and it says it's given to every man it's not for some people it's not for some pastors it's not for some privileged people it's given to every man so far you have the spirit you have the manifestation of the spirit it can't get any clearer than that it is as it is first corinthians chapter 12 from verse 7 says but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all now that is my emphasis the giftings of the spirit the workings of the spirit is given to every man but for the sake of everyone do we understand it's given to every man to profit everyone it is ultimately for the profiting of the body that is the focus that is that is where the order comes in the manifestation of the spirit is not for show it's not it's not just for a show of power it has a purpose and paul does something he explains okay all right we'll, we'll get there We'll get there. Verse 8, it says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another the um, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gift of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues hallelujah now some people misinterpret this and say that um oh um me i i walk in in the word of knowledge that is my own gift uh, oh, and you yours is um the word of knowledge and the point another person says oh i see that you have great faith so that is that is the gift of the holy spirit to you no that's that was that's not what he was talking about. Remember, Paul wrote this letter to correct their service. I want you to, when reading this chapter, juxtapose it with chapter uh, what Paul says in chapter fourteen. He was talking about their service expressly. That is when they meet. What happens when you guys meet? When you guys fellowship? So what he was saying here is that. When you come together, the Spirit gives one person the word of wisdom. He gives another person the word of knowledge. He gives another person faith. He gives another person the gifts of healing. Do we understand? He says, but this, all these work at that one and self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. <clears throat> so what am I saying? It is possible to walk in multiple gifts of the Spirit because the manifestation of the Spirit is in you. You have it. So when when I'm in the gathering of um, believers, when I'm with um, two or more people, 
four, five, six, when I'm with ten people, the spirit divides his gifts to each man. Do we understand? So you can walk in all nine gifts in in the same place at the same time. You can because you have the manifestation of the gift of the spirit. The person beside you can walk in the manifestations of the spirit. Everyone around you can walk in the manifestation of the gift of the spirit. That is, that is what Paul was saying here. Hallelujah. So it is not is a gift is not explicitly for one person. It is for everyone and it is for the benefit of the church. It is for the benefit of the body. That is how God set it. That his gifts, the manifestations of the Spirit, our ministration, our service, is for the edifying of the body. And what does this say? Or what does this speak to you? Is that each member or each person that has the Spirit of God in him has a responsibility to the body are you getting it each member has a responsibility to the body you are responsible for edifying the body hallelujah because you have the spirit there was a reason in this chapter there was a reason why paul talked about um spirituals and then talked about the body because those two go hand in hand you can't talk about spirituals without talking about the body because spirituals are meant for the body hallelujah verse um 12 now it says for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is christ let me read um nlt so that we can all understand properly the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up only one body. So it is with the body of Christ. Do you get that now? It says, for by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Greeks, um, whether you be cultured or uncultured, whatever. By that same spirit, we've been baptized into one body. Whether we be bond or free, we have all been made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member. Hey, are you getting this? The body is not one member. What does that tell you? It tells you, you equally have a responsibility as the man of God. Hallelujah. You equally have that responsibility. The body is not one member. So you are not supposed to be nonchalant about service, about ministration in the body. That's what he's saying. The body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I am not of the body, does that make it not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I am not of the body, does that still make it not of the body? Or if the whole body were an eye, 
then where is the hearing if the whole body were, were hearing then where where is the smelling hallelujah what paul is saying is that um first i want us to understand that paul used um body to um metaphorically describe how the body of christ functions now the body of christ is not a literal body do you get what i'm saying there is no literal eyes in the body of christ there's no literal hearing there's no literal smelling he just used that metaphorically to describe that the body is an organic system and what i mean by organic system is that it um it is self-sustaining do we understand that is what um organic means something that um is of okay i will explain it with this in our body we have what we call cells and there are specific cells that serve the same function that have the same shapes now those particular cells that are similar come together and form a tissue likewise with tissues um tissues that perform the same um functions and have the same shape and structures come together and form organs and organs system and systems we have a body now that was what paul used metaphorically to describe how the church functions many um shall i say cells per se or many members come together to form one structure one self-sustaining structure hallelujah now that's what he means that's what he means when he says we are the body of christ we are an organic body hallelujah and um oh my god where are we okay 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 hallelujah okay verse 18 yes verse 18 but now has god set the members every one of them in the body as it pleased him and if they were all one member then where where is the body hallelujah so one part cannot say to the other part because i'm not you i'm not of the body hallelujah and what we have these days is one part not even wanting to do anything at all listen you have a responsibility each member is responsible for the building of of the body for the proper functioning of the body that is how god set it that is god's order are you with me that is god's order in the body hallelujah says god has set members every one of them in the body as it has pleased him and if they were all one member where then is the body or what then is the body verse 20 but now are they many members yet one body and the eye cannot say unto the hand i have no need of you nor again can the head say to the feet i have no need of you um verse 22 nlt in fact some of the parts that seem weakest and least important are really the most necessary hallelujah so i mean there is no excuse anymore those parts that um seem unworthy that seem to lack honor 
are actually the most important they are the most necessary think about it the eyes it's a very small organ but it's necessary do you know how limited you would be if you if you had one eye not to talk of not having any eye or not having eyes at all hallelujah or the tongue or your toes your thumb your fingers that are literally responsible for um your writing how you um handle things do we understand are we getting the picture verse 23 and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable upon these we bestow more abundant honor and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness for our comely parts have no need um let me read nlt for this so that we would understand much better while other parts do not require this special care so god has put the body together in such a way that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity hey says god has put the body together in that way <laughs> now we see now we see god's wisdom come into play he he purposely ordered and structured the body like that hallelujah verse 25 that there should be no schism in the body but that the members should have the same care one for another are you getting it the members should have the same care one for another each member understanding his or its responsibilities in service in edification in ministration now ye are the body of christ and members in particular and god has set some in the church first apostles secondarily prophets thirdly teachers after that miracles then gifts of healings helps governments diversities of tongues are all apostles no are all prophets no are all teachers no are all workers of miracles have all the gift of healing do all speak with tongues do all interpret but covet earnestly the best gifts yet i show unto you a more excellent way so he was talking about gifts um administration of gifts but here is my emphasis this is one thing i want to emphasize in um, this teaching it is that god has order god has set a structure in the body and you as a member are part of that body you we all individually make up that body and we all have responsibilities to that body hallelujah um let's go to let's move to chapter 14 hallelujah now here paul talks about um, the administration of those gifts he first explains um the need for those gifts hallelujah then he talks about administration remember paul wrote to the corinthians to correct their order in service hallelujah and this was one this has this was one um part where they missed it it was in the administration of the gifts their service among themselves hallelujah paul wrote paul, paul corrected a lot about um 
he corrected about um, their communion um, he corrected about um, fornication and he also spoke uh, extensively about administration of gifts hallelujah it says follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts but rather that ye may prophesy hallelujah um, it says follow after love and desire spiritual gifts so you are meant to desire spiritual gifts it's for everyone it's your right you are meant to desire it It says but rather that ye may prophesy why for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God for no man understandeth him how be it in the spirit he speaks mysteries hallelujah so he's explaining um why you should desire spiritual gifts but why you should desire rather to prophesy says verse 3 but he that prophesies speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and to comfort hallelujah so he's emphasizing um is emphasizing the place of spirituals again remember i said earlier that the um ultimate goal or purpose of spirituals is the profiting of all it is to profit all so he's saying here that desire spiritual gifts but rather desire to prophesy desire to edify he that prophesies edifies the church he speaks to men unto exhortation and unto comfort. Hallelujah. Verse 5. I would that ye all speak with tongues. Hallelujah. Um, he, okay, here he, he talks about the tongues gift and the peculiarity of the gift of tongues. Now, the thing about the gift of tongues is that it only benefits you the gift of tongues is the only gift given by the spirit to benefit um the wielder do you understand it benefits only you hallelujah so he was creating a disparity that there is this kind of gift there is the tongues gift that benefits just you and there are other gifts that benefits the church hallelujah um verse 5 i would that you all speak with tongues but rather that ye prophesied for greater is he that prophesied than he that speaks with tongues except that he interprets that the church may receive a divine now brethren if i come to you speaking with tongues what shall i profit you except i speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine hallelujah my speaking in tongues can't profit you it can't profit anybody even i the speaker i don't understand except i receive by the spirit an interpretation hallelujah verse 7 says even things without life life giving sound he was talking about instruments whether pipe or harp except they give a dis- distinction in the sounds how shall it be known what is piped or harped hallelujah so he's saying if um in an orchestra now where you have um 
multiple um, instruments playing how would you how would you tell the difference between the sounds if they are all giving the same sounds do we understand you won't be able to tell any difference and he was here he was explaining that it's the same with this with um the tongues gift when you speak in tongues no one understands you no one understands what you're saying hallelujah for if the trumpet verse 8 for if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound who shall prepare himself to the battle so likewise he except you utter by the tongue words easy to be understood how shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak into the air. Now, theologians say that in those days, the Corinthian church were vast in all trans gifts. I mean, if you read um, this um, letter that he wrote to them from chapter 1, you see that he commended them. Do you understand? He commended them in their, um, their gifts. He says, I see that ye, um, ye um, do not come behind in these gifts, in utterance and in revelation. They had these things in abundance and they abused it. Do you understand? Theologians argue that they probably were speaking in tongues to themselves. Like they communicated to themselves in tongues. And so Paul was trying to correct that. Do we understand? Verse um, 9 says, So likewise, ye, except ye utter by the tongue, words easy to be understood. How shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak into the air. Hallelujah. Verse 10. They, they are, it may be so many kinds of voices in the world, but none of them is without signification. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. Do we understand? I mean, it's it's very logical. If I speak in tongues to you without um, interpretation or explanation, I may just come off as someone speaking um, gibberish. Hallelujah. Verse 12, Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, Seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Hallelujah. As much as ye, you, um, you, you want to work spiritual gifts, seek that you, you do these things to the edifying of the church. Because that's the purpose of it. Hallelujah. They seemed not to understand the purpose of spiritual gifts. So they abused it. Hallelujah. And that was what he was trying to correct. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Hallelujah. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. Do we understand? He says, here is what I will do. I will pray in the spirit and I will let the understanding of it known. Now, he, he's talking about when it comes to ministration. If you, if, it's not, um, if you are not ministering and you are praying on your own, 
there is no need for that but when it comes to addressing people when it comes to edifying the church pray in the spirit and pray with the understanding hallelujah says i will sing with the spirit and i will sing with the understanding also else when thou shalt bless with the spirit how shall he that occupy the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks seeing that he does not understand what you are saying i mean it's 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 common sense at this point hallelujah and this is not a reason not to speak in tongues hallelujah are we are we seeing this now i've heard people say that um first Corinth, um first corinthians chapter 14 is saying that it is not right to speak in tongues in church i hope you are listening to what i'm saying now that is that is far from what paul was saying he's saying there is an order to it hallelujah there is an order to it we ought verse what verse is that again it says i would that you all speak in tongues it's a good thing to speak in tongues it's your right the, I can't I can't even begin to, to number the benefits of speaking in tongues. If you are a believer, you should speak in tongues. You should. Hallelujah. Because you have the spirit. Glory to God. It says, I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Else when thou shalt bless with the spirit, he that occupies the room, of the unlearned how shall it say how shall he say amen saying that he does not understand what you're saying for for thou verily give thanks well but the other person is not edified hallelujah i thank my god i speak with tongues more than you all paul speaking yet in the church i had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice i might teach others i might edify others than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Hallelujah. Now again, he's not saying you should not speak in tongues in church. He's saying when it comes to ministration, when it comes to edifying the saints. Hallelujah. This is this is the flip side to it. Hallelujah. When it comes to edifying the saints, I rather speak in my understanding so that people will be edified. Because that's the thing about the tongues gift. When you speak in tongues, no one understands. But God understands. Hallelujah. But we need people to understand. We need people to be edified. That is why we would rather speak in understanding. Or speak the interpretation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, Verse, what are we now? verse 20 first corinthians 14 from verse 20 if you're following if you're still following brethren be not children in understanding how be it in malice be your children but in understanding be men in the law it is written with men of other tongues and other lips will i speak unto these people and yet for all that they will not hear me say the lord okay he was quoting isaiah there wherefore tongues are for a sign not to them that believe but to them that don't believe hallelujah but prophesying serveth not for them that believe not but for them which believe so he's saying here that you speaking in tongues 
in church it's a sign to those who don't believe yet do you understand it's a sign hallelujah if you read um um acts chapter 2 um joel 2 where it says um um where peter stood up and he was explaining what was happening and he says um this is the words of um prophet joel that ye see now in these people where he says i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh so what he said there was he was trying to tell them that what you see now signifies the outpouring of the spirit what they saw because scripture um scripture says that in when they were in the upper room when um there was a there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. It was a sound as of a mighty rushing wind, and cloven tongues sat upon every one of them. Cloven tongues as of fire sat upon every one of them, and they began to speak, as the spirit gave utterance. So they spoke in tongues. Do we understand? And he, and to the people that came around, it was a sign unto them. Hallelujah. And that was what caused Peter to start explaining what was happening. So Paul saying here that tongues are a sign. They are indeed a sign unto people. But not unto us that already believe. Do we understand? Not unto us who already have the Spirit. It's not a sign unto us. Hallelujah. Verse 23. If therefore the whole church comes together unto one place, talking about fellowship remember remember he was writing to them about service hallelujah this is why this is why i mentioned that when you study um, chapter 12 of first corinthians juxtapose it with chapter 14 you will get the picture clear clearer verse 23 if the whole church come together into one place and all speak with tongues and they come in all those that are unlearned or unbelievers. Will they not say you are mad? But if all prophesy, and there come in one that believe not, and he is convinced of all, he is judged of all. Hallelujah. And thus are the secrets of his hearts made manifest. And so falling on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. So he's also emphasizing here again that um, as prophesying will also edify the unbeliever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I hope you are following. I hope you are following. Verse 26. How is it then, brethren, when you come together? Hallelujah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Verse 26. How is it then, brethren? He was explaining, when you come together, every one of you has a sound, has a doctrine, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. Hallelujah. Do you see that? He's talking about spirituals here again. Just like he um, he explained in 1 Corinthians 12, where he says, um, when you come together, the, uh, no, sorry, it says the Spirit gives unto one the word of wisdom, unto another the word of knowledge. He's explaining it here too again. It says when you come together, someone has a sound, another has a doctrine, another has a tongue, another has a revelation, another has an interpretation. 
let all things be done unto a divine hallelujah so the end of spirituals is edification i hope you are getting it if any man speak in an unknown tongue let it be by two so he's giving order is is setting order in in service in ministration now says let it be by two or at the most by three and that by course let one interpret but if there be no interpreter let him keep silence in the church let him speak to himself do you see that so he says when it comes to ministration if there is no interpreter there is no need to speak but let him speak to himself do you see that before somebody says now that oh that means we should not we should not speak in tongues in church no it says when it comes to ministration do you understand if you don't have an interpretation keep to yourself let him speak to himself and unto god hallelujah so you are still to speak per se yes hallelujah let the prophet speak two of three and let the other judge if anything be revealed to another that seated by let the first hold his peace for ye may all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be comforted hallelujah are we seeing this are we seeing the order that paul is giving to the to our administration in church and the spirit of the prophet are subject to the prophet for god is not the author of confusion but of peace as in all churches of the saints did you see that god is not the author of confusion there is order in god's church in all the churches hallelujah glory to god so i hope at this point you've been able to learn something you've been able to um understand the emphasis hallelujah first that spirituals are for the edification of the body hallelujah let me quickly read something to us in ephesians um chapter 4 ephesians chapter 4 ephesians chapter 4 um verse 15 i'll read to 16 it says but speaking the truth in love we may grow up sorry we may grow into him in all things which is the head even christ for from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied according to the effectual working in the measure of every part make it increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love let me read that in nlt it says under his direction under christ's direction the whole body is fitly is fitted together perfectly as each part does its own special work did you get that and that is my second emphasis that we are all members of one body and we have a responsibility because you are a joint you are a supplying joint say that i am a supplying joint i want you to say that to yourself i am a supplying joint so i have a responsibility you are meant to supply as each part does its own special work it helps the other parts grow hey so that the whole body is healthy 
and growing and full of love. Remember I said that the body of Christ is an organic body. It is one that was designed to be self-sustaining. Do you understand? This is the order in our administration, in our edification. It is not all on the man of God. Hallelujah. It is on you too. Think about it. I mean, I often think I often think about this. How that there is um, a service and peradventure or by grace the man of God calls five to ten names. He calls out five to ten cases. He prophesies for for um for twenty people. Do you understand? What then happens to the rest? What then happens to the rest? Does that mean God does not have a word for them? Or that they won't be edified? No. It is because we do not understand that we have our own part to play. It is not all on the man of God. It is on you too. Remember, it is the work of... uh, the fivefold to um, to edify the body for the work of the ministry. So they are equipping you to do what they are doing. Hallelujah. So the work of the ministry is partly fulfilled when you start doing what they are doing. And it starts with service. Hallelujah. I hope you are getting the emphasis or I hope you get the emphasis. First, that spirituals, oh, sorry, first, that spirituals are for everybody. You ought to have an inclination to spirituals, it's for you. Second, that spirituals are ultimately for the edification of the body, in which you are a part of, in which you have a responsibility to. Hallelujah. And the third emphasis is that there is order in. God's body when it comes to ministration. There is order. There is a way things should be done. Hallelujah. Which we just discussed in 1 Corinthians 14. I want you to go um, over these chapters again. Read it all over again. Understand. Digest it. Hallelujah. If possible, read from um, chapter 1 to understand the full thoughts. There were so many things that I could not say. Do you understand that you would get when you read it for yourself? Hallelujah. We're talking about order in the church, and we just discussed order in in our service, in our ministrations, in our giftings. Hallelujah. And we are still going to be considering more of it in weeks to come. So I don't want you to miss any parts of this series. Um, stay, um, stay blessed. Stay edified. God bless you.